inner counting. Teach us to number our days, says the psalmist, and then we will come to the heart of wisdom. If we look at our lives through the eyes of the soul, through the lens of our inner life, then we become aware that in fact each day has a different energy. Each day that dawns is a totally new day. Sing to the Lord a new song, says the psalmist. If I look at my life through a secular lens, then life tends to go on, one day following the next, with more or less the same type of happening. The world continues in its regular way. But through my religious lens, my life takes on a very different colouring. Each day really does have its own intensity, its own colour, its own rhythm and its own purpose. Each day really is uniquely different. Everyone I meet becomes an opportunity to endeavour to fulfil the will of God. Every prayer takes on a unique intensity. And, as those of you who run a Jewish household will know, the preparations for Shabbat actually start on Sunday. The relationship that we have with time is emphasised in the blessing with which we open the Seder night and indeed the Kiddush that we make on all the festivals. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who sanctifies Israel and the times. The Jewish calendar is fixed according to the moon. The moon is never exactly the same from one day to the next. It grows and then it diminishes as the month moves on. Likewise, in our prayer life, no Shema Yisrael is ever the same as the Shema we said yesterday or the Shema we will say tomorrow. If we look at the externality of our prayers, we say the same words every day. But if we look at the inner life expressed within them, no prayer is ever the same. Sometimes this phrase leaps out at us, sometimes another word speaks to us. However, there is no period in the Jewish calendar when the difference between days becomes so clear as it does in the period between Pesach and Shavuot. The Torah tells us that starting on the day following the festival of Pesach, we need to count 50 days. These are the precise words. And you shall count for yourselves from the day following the festival, which is the day that you bring the Omer offering, seven whole weeks, until the day following the seventh week, you shall count 50 days. Then you shall offer a new meal offering to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 15 This 50th day is in fact the festival of Shavuot, the festival of the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai. So we count the days. The ritual is quite simple. In the evening, which in the Jewish calendar is the beginning of the new day, we make the blessing, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us concerning the counting of the Omer. Then we say the number of the days that we have reached. By custom, this is followed by a request for the restoration of the temple. Externally, it appears to be a simple counting, one day following the next. But by tradition, this is not so. Each week pertains to a specific sphira, 
as we are being a subtle vessel for the light of God enclosed in the soul. The first week has the Svirah of Chesed. The second, the Svirah of Gavua. The third, the Svirah of Tiferet. The fourth week has the Svirah of Netzach. The fifth week, the Svirah of Hod. The sixth, the Svirah of Yesod. And the seventh week, the Svirah of Malchut. Each day of each week also has a Svirah assigned to it. So that the first day of the Omer is Chesed of Chesed, the second day, Gvua of Chesed, the third day, Tiferet of Chesed, the fourth day, Netzach of Chesed, the fifth day, Hod of Chesed, the sixth day, Yisod of Chesed, and the seventh day of the week is Malchut of Chesed. Similarly, all the days of the subsequent weeks are assigned their own Svirah, so that the first day of the week is Chesed, the second Gevurah, the third Tiferet, and so on for all the weeks of the Omer. So we can see that inside the external fixed pattern, there is an extremely rich inner reality. Over the years, as I have participated in counting the Omer, I have found that the counting of the days has a profound impact, reminding me of the different qualities of each day and of the different qualities inherent in myself that I bring to the day. This is what the Zohar has to say on the days between Pesach and Shavuot. It starts by discussing Pesach. And keep the festival of Matzot. The word keep refers to the Svirah Malchut. Because of this, it is written, keep the festival of Matzot. Seven days you shall eat Matzot as you have been commanded. These seven days of the festival of Pesach are not like the seven days of the festival of Sukkot, which belong to the highest Svirot, which belong to the Svirot of Bina. And the lower Svirot went up and enclosed them. But those that belong to the festival of Matzot are the seven lower Svirot, Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferet, Netzachod, Yisod, Malchut, of the Malchut. Thus, on the days of Sukkot, we say the complete Hallel, which is a complete praise. Whereas on the days of Pesach, we do not say the complete Hallel, because these days are the lower seven Svirot of the Malchut. It is written, you shall eat matzot for seven days. But the Hebrew word matzot is written in a lesser way to teach us that the higher light does not yet dwell over them. But you might ask, why is this so? Surely the inner aspect of the festival of matzot has already been sanctified. On the first night of Pesach, the lower Svirot were sanctified and received the highlight of Bina. So why did the Malchut go back down again, away from this highlight? Surely we learn that we go up in holiness and we don't go down. Why did these seven Svirot go back down again in the last seven days of the festival? Come and see. 
It is written in Leviticus that when the high priest made atonement on Yom Kippur, he first made atonement for himself and then for his household, to teach us that when one makes atonement, one first has to make atonement for oneself and then for one's household. Similarly, at this level, the Malchut is first sanctified herself to come forth in holiness on the first night of Pesach, in order to make atonement for herself. And then, once she's sanctified, she must then atone for her household and sanctify them. Therefore, she once more descends below in order to sanctify her house. And how does she sanctify them? That is through Israel, who are below. And when they are sanctified, then it is needed to bring her up above, for the household of the Malchut is sanctified. And then she ascends above and connects in the higher days above. That concludes the piece from the Zohar. Rabbi Ashlag explains this in his commentary, the Sulam, on the Zohar as follows. It is known that there is nothing missing in spirituality. Every change of place mentioned does not imply that the entity left its place and came to another place, but it implies an additional place. That is, the first situation remains intact and the second situation is added to it. Therefore, on the first night of Pesach, when the lowest Svirot is sent to Bina, the Malchut attains the light of Bina, yet simultaneously she is still in her place below. And that is the meaning of the seven Svirot of the Malchut, which remain below in her place. These constitute the household of the Malchut. It is as if the Malchut herself ascended, but did not take her household with her. So we find that the great tikkun that the Malchut received on the first night of Pesach did not at all reach her household, which remained below. Thus the Zohar teaches us that one who needs to atone needs to atone for himself first. Similarly, the level of the Malchut first came forth and was sanctified on the night of the first night of Pesach, so that she herself first received this tikkun. And then once she's sanctified, then she can come to atone for her house, which is the seventh Sfirot, Chesed, Gvur, Tiferet, Netzachod, Yusod and Malchut, that stayed below and did not ascend with her and did not yet receive their atonement. The light of Bina is called atonement, and so she went back down again to sanctify her house. And how does she sanctify them? Through Israel. That is, through Israel celebrating the seven days of the festival of Pesach. This gives the seven Sfirot the requisite tikkun, but only in their place. Now we have to raise up the Malchut once more to Bina. And this is done through the counting of the Omer, which we do in the days between Pesach and Shavuot. Now we have to raise up the Malchut once more to Bina. And this is done through the counting of the Omer, which we do in the days between Pesach and Shavuot. Now we see how the counting of the Omer is building on the great light that we received on the first night of Pesach when we came out of Egypt. Although the coming out of Egypt was a great and wonderful deliverance, it was not complete because it had a higher purpose, and that is 
to come to receive the Torah on Mount Sinai, which takes place at the festival of Shavuot. Since we cannot receive any light unless there is the appropriate vessel for it, to receive this great light of the Torah, we need to do the further work on the vessels, and this we do by the counting of the Omer. In this period, it is thus customary to work on our Midot, our attributes, our characters, and thus prepare the vessels of our soul, so that at the end of the fifty days all may be in place to receive the great light of the Torah together. This audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Horus School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.